0: We're back on Inside Black and Gold. We are finally going to start talking about the game. The game? The game. The Saints 22, Chargers 17. The Saints, I would argue, dominated that game, but still almost lost it. The result doesn't matter, but I'm sure the film is not going to be kind to a good number of those players, particularly any of those uh, that drew the flags, which we're not not thrilled about. Yeah. (laughs) But... We're going to start talking about the players who did do well because, you know, that's more fun. So my my the first on my list, my three up and then I have three honorable mentions because I can't just name three. It's going to be Jalen Smith. I got a chance to talk to him after the game and I just get the sense that he's just excited to be here. You know, when you're a guy who was on a roster, you're a high draft pick. You expected to be a top five pick and you end up get hurt and go in the seventh second round to the Cowboys. You spent your first four or five seasons there this is a guy who had 295 tackles in two seasons (laughs) like in in 2019 he had 145 tackles i believe and in 2020 he had 152 tackles so that's 297 i think if the math is if the math is correct that's insane and then they they just moved on, right? And so he he ended up spending time with the Packers. He was with the Giants last season. He was he was a key piece of their playoff run. He led the team in tackles in those two playoff games. Although that second one, I don't know if you would call that much of a game. They they were just completely just run off the tracks. But you know, I I thought he moved really well. I thought he you know he's a guy you know can come downhill and lay the wood on some people. You know, my biggest question was, can he get into position to make plays? Can he? Can he move well enough? I still don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to isolate him in coverage. Like I want to avoid having him be a primary in coverage as much as I can. But I do. After seeing him yesterday, I do feel a lot more comfortable about what he can do um, in that role
1: if he has to start or if he has to play a significant one early in the season. Definitely excited what he brings to the team on the field, and love hearing, you know, him in post game or in any kind of media availability you can tell he's got a you know big brain for the game yeah. uh, the football is high and i feel like he knows his who he is and his role at this point too kind of thing and he is very positive yeah you, you, that kind of
0: you can you can sense it right i think he's a good guy to have in that room you know he's a, he's, he knows what he's doing right like you know you you, you like DeMario mario as a leader and he's as yeah. good as they come But I don't think you ever can have too many positive influences on young players. And he's just another guy who has done it, right? You know, like, you know, what I one of the things I bring up about the tackle numbers is like gaudy tackle numbers aren't all built the same, right? Like, if you're getting targeting coverage, you're like, if you're a defensive back and you have 10 tackles, it means that they're attacking you right it's it, it and they're making the catch and then you're getting the tackle so it doesn't necessarily it isn't necessarily a good thing And in this case you know maybe there is some of that going on where it's like yeah he's making the tackle seven yards downfield and it's like yeah great that's another one in that column but it wasn't a good play so i so i i, I think that you, you can get over like eric wilson had a 100 tackle season if you remember eric <laughs> wilson he got cut right so like it's it's one of those things but i i I think if you brought in Jalen as kind of Demario Davis insurance, if you have to be without him week one or beyond, right? I think that you feel okay with
1: it. You saw that. I mean, it was just a preseason game, obviously, but that it looked pretty seamless for him, kind of fit yeah. in right away, and yeah, just looked like he belonged out there, and obviously making plays immediately. And like I said, just love the demeanor and everything about this guy, really pulling for him and. Uh, I think it provides at least great depth at the position, uh, which is definitely needed. There's still questions about Zach ball. And I'm, I'm sorry there, you know, uh, in coverage, I might trust Jalen Smith already more than I would Zach ball. Yeah. I think they're both
0: liabilities in
1: coverage, but that's, you know, like
0: linebackers in a lot of cases will be right. Like it's rare to find a linebacker who can, you know, play the run very well and also run with the receivers very well. You know, it's the, those are, the top end linebackers, right? Like there's a reason those guys are, are high draft picks. Um, So we'll, we'll see, but for now I'm feeling okay with it. Let's move on to another guy who I, I didn't even think he was going to play, but not only did he play, he had, he he led the team in touches and he had a touchdown, which is rookie running. (laughs) back. Andre Miller out there in a knee brace. You know, I I did not think for the world that he was going to be out there playing, but I mean, he played the entire first half. He got a huge workload. He had 10 carries. And, you know, he didn't the the rushing yard total. I think he ran for 23 yards on 10 carries, but 2.3 yards per carry. And math is pretty easy. It's obviously nothing exciting. But keep in mind, if I have a big concern about any position group, it is the backup offensive line because they have struggled mightily. They have struggled so much. And so I am not super concerned about him not being able to get much going behind them. But I'm excited that he was able to get through that game and not have any issues. We talked to him after the game. He was excited. He got to hang out with Max Duggan and Quentin Johnson, his former TCU guys. They're both on the Chargers now. And I mean, that catch down the sideline from Jameis, I mean, that's not a, that's not a running back catch, right? Like that's, like a lot of times you see running backs catch the ball and they're like fighting it. Like they're, they're just trying to survive it. Like he goes and gets it. And we've seen that in practice. Uh, you know, we've talked to him about it. He only caught 16 catches at TCU last year. He only caught 16 balls at TCU his senior season or his last season there, whatever year. He might have been junior. I don't know. And he's been consistent in saying, like, I can catch. Me not catching passes at TCU was more about TCU than it was about me. And, you know, I believe him.
1: I think he's telling the truth. I gave a big shout out to to Jameis on that play. What a throw. It was a nice it was throw. so perfect. It was beautiful. It was, it was one of the highlights, definitely the top, one of the top plays of that game. Uh, but overall for, for Miller too, uh, a big deal was Kenny survive, you know, holding up in pass protection. And I think we, we got a little bit of an answer with that in this game too, where, uh, we saw him contributing on, on every every level, uh, rushing, receiving, and even doing the pass blocking. And that will definitely get you more snaps on the field. Yeah, that, that's I, I say this a lot. Like
0: you know, you can be great as a rookie if you can't be trusted in pass protection and blitz pickup. You're not getting on the field. And so I think he still has work to do, but that's a good start. Um, we were able to catch up with with Kendra after the game, and so here is that interview.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, they threw me in uh, day one of training camp and was like, you know, we're going to need you to step up and come in, so, uh, you know, those reps definitely are showing up now, uh, just all the time I put in and getting in the playbook and catching up on everything. Look,
1: I know you didn't catch a ton of passes in college, but you look like a natural pass catcher when you're out there. Would you, I mean, it feels natural to you, I'm guessing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It was just, you know, coming out of college, they look for, you know, anything to devalue you, and so uh, I I didn't catch that many passes in college, so you know that was the easy one. So, uh, you know, I'm just getting to show what I've been doing my whole life, and you know, it's just it pretty fun to show it on the biggest showcase.
1: How good did it feel
0: just to get back out there after another? I know it was a minor knee injury, but I'm sure just mentally going through that again, wanting to
2: get back out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like tried to look over it because you know it was just a minor setback, and uh you know I didn't try to get too hard on myself and be like, you got to come do this. I kind of just came, relaxed, and was like, you know. We don't been through this before. Uh, it's not serious this time. Just work my way back in practice, and that's what I did, and just come out and do it on Sunday. Was it challenging for you mentally, though, getting back on the field so quickly? Uh, not really. You know, the first day I was just like, you know, dang. But um, I kind of just slept on it, woke up, and I was like, you know, got to go grind.
1: Did, did you know it was minor right away, or was there ever, like, a moment of, like, ah, oh, damn, here we go
2: again? When it first happened, you know, I it, it was a little bit but it was nothing like the first time it happened, so I knew it wasn't, you know, as bad. But twenty minutes later I felt fine, like I was like, I can go back out there and they was like, nah, like you done for the game but you know, I, I knew it was minor. Have
0: you played with a knee brace before? Is that something you kinda of get
2: used to? <laughs> I definitely gotta get used to it. I've never played with a knee brace, but uh, you know, after so long you kinda of forget it's on but uh it's cool though.
1: What's been, what's been the process of just learning the blitz pick up? And it seems like that's come, like, really, really fast. I know some of your coaches were saying, like, might be the, the longer curve, but it seems to be pretty pretty natural for you already.
2: Yeah, uh, really that comes with reps because uh, it, it was a while that it took me to, like, when we first got to camp and starting out to just understand everything. But, you know, I'm starting to feel way more comfortable doing it now.
1: That's like three weeks, though. So that ain't really that long. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: There, <laughs> They've been giving me uh, plenty of reps in practice, so I've been trying to, you know, get that fast track and just pick up on everything. Is that
1: something you've been like studying a lot, or is it just going out there and wrapping it and picking it up?
2: Uh, so I'm like more of a. Uh, like a rep type of learner, so like going out there doing reps at practice every day, I just kind of starting to pick it up fast. What's the biggest thing?
0: to reaction thing, or is it a reading thing? Like, like when
2: you're, a... I say for me, it's like more of a reaction. I kind of look at it as playing running back. Like we got to react off different things, and you know, if I see this dude pop off, I know I got to get my eyes across and just you know pick up the blitz. So it's kind of a reaction thing. Hey,
1: can you describe that that catch today? Uh, just like like what happened. On
2: yeah. So I kind of I kind of slowed up because I did not know if Jameis was throwing it. And then the ball kind of got lost in the lights. But uh, once I seen the ball like appear and I was like, oh, man, it's come to me. I was like, I got to I got to stretch out and get this. And so I, I stretch out and grab. I think Kendra is just a fun player to
0: watch.
1: He's just getting better and better every week. Um, so, yeah, stock up, in my opinion. I was going to say, it's like, what do you think, like fantasy wise? Would he be like late round consideration, like a flyer on for this season? Uh, It's really tough to... I mean, with Jamal in the building,
0: I don't know how you would... roster In a dynasty league, 100%. I want Kendra. Right, Right, I hear you. In two years, he could be a a top running back in terms of fantasy. This year, you know, maybe weeks one through three, assuming he's the guy behind Jamal, it might be worth rostering him. So maybe you do draft him in late and and see what happens. But I, I think, you know... If people get hurt, who knows? But if if everyone's healthy week four and beyond, it's really tough for me to project much for him.
1: No, uh, I definitely have to. Would, I would agree. With at you least from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, D- Dynasty League, like you said, for sure. I want him, you know, that kind of back on my roster for the future. But for this season, I'm not just sure on exactly how much we'll see him contribute. I agree. And Moving on to the my last stock up
0: player, uh, Peyton Turner. You know, he's a guy who has sure. been watching closely, been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And we've seen flashes. We just haven't seen them consistently enough, right? Like he's had a couple nice games. He's had a couple nice moments. But then you'll go months without talking about him or at least anything beyond, where is he? Is he out there? I haven't <laughs> said his name in a week. But, you know, he had a really nice play in this game, you know, and he's very explosive off the line. And when he wins, he gets there fast and that's what happened. Easton stick was making everybody miss, right? Like he was, he was running around. He's fast. He's mobile and Payton got upfield field in, in a flash, knocked the ball out. Brian Brzee came back and got that fumble recovery. That was right uh-huh. before the drive with Kendra Miller catching the pass and then running in the touchdown. So that play led directly to seven points. And it's the type of play that I'm pretty sure did not happen once last year. Like, I don't recall any type of pass rush turnover forced like that. And, you know, it's just good to see. And, you know, I think that's a confidence building moment for him.
1: I think that he has a chance to have a really big year. No, that, that made me smile just because I was thinking to that whole situation, how it was set up, uh, Turner comes in, knocking the ball loose. Brazil jumps on top of it. And I think it was like, boom, bing, bang, boom. Three plays later, you're in the end zone. It's like, yeah, points off of turnovers. That's how you do it. Yeah. And yeah, something we did not see at all, man. It was it was rough because whatever you want to say, the ball didn't bounce their way. Things just didn't happen last season in that in that category. And we've seen that now for two straight weeks, at least in the preseason. So we're hopeful that's contagious. <laughs> that part is contagious, at least.
0: Yeah, football just seems so much easier when you force turnovers, right? Like, we're gonna talk about the penalties, but the, yeah. they <laughs> so many penalties, and they so still many. managed to win because of those turnovers, right? Like, you can do yeah. a lot of things wrong, and turnover, and and if you get the turnovers, you know it, things will t- still tend to break your way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it really is. Yeah, like playmaking on defense is is vital. And uh, so, yeah, it's good to see, you know, I I, maybe it's a mirage, but I don't think so. I think like tendencies exist and the ability to do that. So, yeah,
1: I'm I'm excited about that for sure. That's what I'm definitely hoping for, too. Like you said, it's like that habit that, you know, we can get these takeaways. We've been working on them and we've seen that happening definitely for this season. Need that to translate to the regular season because uh, it was being at the bottom in that category. I don't think this team's. Typically been in those you know in that kind of situation, and for it to be just that low last year was just really abysmal. I agree. Um, okay,
0: moving on. We got a few honorable mentions. I do want to mention them. Uh, Shaq Davis led the team in receiving. Yeah, Thought he had a solid day. Jack. Yeah, I I don't. You know that that his long catch probably should have never happened because only Jameis would have thrown that ball. (laughs) Like, uh, I, I, you know, like (laughs) what I will give Shad credit for on that is he, you know, late hands. He did not give the game away, but like the only reason that defender has no idea the ball is coming is because he had it covered. There's no reason he would expect the ball. And then all of a sudden it's there. Right. So like, I'm not, you know, like that that wasn't even my, the more impressive catch to me from Shaq. It was the one where he went up from Jake Hayner and caught it, high pointed it. I don't even know if that was like the best route I've ever seen in the world, but he he battled for it, and that's what I want to see from him. He'll get better as a route runner, but I think that contested catch part of his game is just something you gotta have.
1: I agree totally. It's like you got either yeah. got it, you don't, and he's got it, and I want to see more of it. So my arrow is definitely yeah. big up on Shaq. And you gotta be yeah. awesome when your name's Shaq, I feel like, or at least. You gotta a be big. Dude.
0: Yeah, that'd yeah, be big. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a couple others. John Trey Kirkland, three catches, fifty-nine yards. He also had a carry for eight yards. I think he's intriguing, right? Like he's a guy who just does a lot of things. I think he's a practice squad guy. He can return kicks. I mean, he had a he had a solid game. Yeah, he he was on the receiving end of that uh that extended play from Jake Hayner. I think his first throw of the game and kind of the play broke down. I think it was designed to go to Ellis Merriweather, and he kind of just rolled out and rolled out and rolled out and then found John Trey and you know it's always I've always found like like when you can be that guy who can create off schedule from a receiver and a quarterback perspective, I think that's a usually a good sign of chemistry because you know you have to you understand where you the quarterback wants you to be and you get there and he, he delivers it and it was like a fifty five yard catch and run, so that was good for him. It's just nice to see him make an impact right i mean you know he's only been around for about a week and a half you know right. it, he's uh he's making his presence known.
1: that's what I was going to say too yeah has been the guy that hasn't been around this team much. And already someone we've seen making plays and, yeah, it seems to be someone you could use in a different variety of spots, an interesting uh, chess piece for the offense maybe that could be, yeah, practice squad with, the, uh, with an ability even to, you know, help out on special teams. Yep. Crazy athletic, can do a whole lot of things, and uh, I like it. A
0: couple others. Lonnie Johnson, I thought, had a solid game. He did come off with a shoulder injury it looked like. But he was back on the field. He caught the interception at the end. He also had a really nice special teams play. I think he's going to end up being a gunner on this team. Uh, there was uh, Lou Headley punted it. And he fielded it. He fielded it. Like, you'll see guys go down and down the ball, right? Like, they're diving and trying to get at the one. He at, was standing at the five-yard line and caught it as if he was the punt returner. You know, that's impressive. But from both the kicker and the, and the guy, right? Like... <laughs> you you don't see that very often because uh, like it's it's hard to even get down there in time. He got down there in time to set and catch it. Like it was it was returning anyway. Uh, I thought he had a solid day.
1: Yeah, and for whatever reason, the name Lonnie, I I found a great affinity to the affinity towards it. It's fun to say, and I'm just rooting for him for for any particular reason. I don't know why. Just Lonnie, it like just rolls nicely. I like it. Lonnie, Leo, <laughs> would you, is it short for something? I'd have I don't know. I should look that up. I'm praising the guy. Let's see. I'm going to Google Lonnie Johnson, see if uh, it's Lonnie Johnson Jr., too. So there's a theme
0: here. He is is young Lonnie. No, I don't see anything. Let's see. Is Lonnie (laughs) short short for something? (laughs) Okay. Name Lonnie is primarily a gender neutral name of American origin that means noble, ready. It is a nickname typically for the name Alonzo or Lawrence. So that would make okay. sense. Alonzo. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the Lonnie just flows. Another guy that was flowing, I would say you got to with the uh, at least put honorable uh, honorable mention for a stock up. Uh, how about Nico Lalos? Yeah, man? <laughs> yeah. The Cajun <laughs> Cannon, Bobby Abair called him a Lawrence Taylor like performance might have been the greatest preseason action he's ever seen. I was like, oh, my goodness, Bobby, equating Nico Lalos to Lawrence Taylor.
0: Nico Taylor. No, dominant. <laughs> Dominant, three sacks a pass defensed. His three sacks, he had 28 yards on those sacks, right? He they averaged eight yards lost. And we talked about it. You know, Easton Stick was running everybody around. He was able to get there and make those plays. One of them was a fourth down stop. Another one was uh the th- the, the third down stop that I assumed was going to end the game until Anthony Johnson decided to just wait and, and hope the ball would fall into his hands like a punt. Uh, and then that ended up being a long, like a 36 yard catch to extend that game. But That'll Nico right. was the one who made the play to turn it into third and 23 or, or fourth and 23, whatever it was. Right. Uh, no, great game. I, I got him for the walk-off interview. A nice guy. Uh, we haven't got a lot of chances to talk about him. And, you know, you, you, you talk about how, okay, how can a guy like Nico put his stamp on this roster and, and make his case? to make a roster, um, what well, you saw it, right? Like that's the type of performance that's like, I still don't know if he's going to make the roster, right. but you know, he's going to give, make, make these coaches take a long look
1: after that type of performance. Sure. Makes me, you know, go to Google. You start looking up anything you can about him. Fun fact about Nico. LeBron James is a fan. <laughs> uh, he also, uh, 10 years old, a Taekwondo black belt, 10 at 10. Okay. He could kick Went my ass Dartmouth. at 10 years old.
0: Yeah, don't, don't see a lot of Dartmouth guys in the NFL. Um, so he's smart. That too. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Ivy Leaguer. Anyway, yeah. No, he was he was on my list as well. Brian Brzee, obviously, I think he had a solid game. I've been impressed with him. There's There, there were a handful of really nice performances. I thought Jake Kaner, although he didn't get in the end zone, had a nice bounce back game in terms of, you know, I, I thought his first drive of this game was very impressive. Unlike his first four drives of his debut, and then he kind of closed-ended it well. You know, it's not his fault that, that. yeah, we'll get into it, but uh, everyone just let him down in the end zone of that, that drive. Like He threw at least four touchdown passes that did not count as touchdowns. He also took a good um, shot to the head that game, too. He did. He did, and he went off. Uh, he got checked out. He came back clean, so that's good, right? Like the, you, you worry about a small guy like that taking hits to the head. It was a dirty hit. I bet it gets fined. Quan Alexander is pulling a forty thousand dollars fine for the hit he made. Oh, that it's was better. Get fine. Yeah, that was bad. I was talking to Deuce about this. I mean, these guys don't make that much in the preseason. Quan's not making that much. Forty three thousand dollars for Quan Alexander. I mean, he's in debt now. <laughs> like he's not making that much in the preseason. He's not like with that fine. He's not going to be able to pay it
1: until like week two of the regular season. Like uh, that's I a significant amount. I'm hope there's some kind of appeal process in that and that at least gets lowered, but it seems ridiculous at all that there's even a dollar amount attached to it. it. It's
0: it's the second offense, I believe. And so that's why it's up there, but it'd be like you getting like a $600 speeding ticket, right? (laughs) Guys, let's be reasonable about this anyway. And I don't think it was even a bad hit 10 years ago. That would have ended up on a jacked up segment.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, And that's, For whatever reason, uh, they decided to pick on Quan with that. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything you know, malicious or anything wrong with his hit. And you're saying that's a yeah. second-time offense. Um, I'm curious what the first one was about. That said, it was probably with the Saints. That said,
0: uh, the hit on Hainer was, I, I mean, that's the type of hit that's like in the regular season, you're like, okay, let's, let's dial it back. In the preseason, you're like, get out of here. What are you doing? Like who? What are you trying to prove here? Ear hole a guy in the preseason for no frigging reason. Anyway, um, so good to see Jake's okay. He was able to get back in the game. Obviously, you know it it is interesting how they it takes them like two or three plays to figure it out Uh, because he didn't come out right away. (laughs) He threw a pass and then they and then they pulled him out. But he's healthy, so it's good.
1: Yeah, and that that was something I was kind of curious about because. You didn't see, obviously, any signs that all of a sudden he was woozy or, you know, kind of out of it at all. But I guess the medical staff just wanted to take extra precaution because, you know, seeing the seeing it on film, I guess it looks a lot, you know, very violent and just check him out to be safe because he might not even know he's got a concussion. Who knows? No. And he wouldn't
0: self-report it. Right. So they got it. I'm not coming out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think that's that's it for me. Is there
1: anyone else you wanted to highlight before we move on? No, definitely touched on uh, a, a lot of the guys I was thinking of, and definitely, like I said, the the guy I'm anxious to see more of, and hopefully it happens in you know the coming practices and heading into the preseason uh, preseason finale, is with Shaq Davis, just because it was it made me kind of jump and get excited, and that that's not you know doesn't happen much in the preseason, so if Jameis wants to put up those prayers uh, to, to Shaq, keep on doing them for me. Yeah, if you want to work on jump balls, Jameis is your guy. He's (laughs) going to give you a chance.
0: Um, You know, maybe sometimes when he shouldn't, but he's going to do it. (laughs) Now is the time. It's God's plan. It's God's plan. (laughs) But all right, that's going to wrap up that segment. We're going to come back. We're going to hit you with some three downs or three down players, or it's actually more than that. It's kind of confusing, just like that game was. But we're (laughs) going to get into it. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. This is Inside Black and Gold. Who dat? Stick around.